The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here with Todd Zola of Rotowire and Masters Ball. Always great to be talking with you, Todd. Next week's two-star starters looking a little thin, but uh, we'll be hitting those, of course, and talking some pickups. Nelson Cruz got dealt last night. You think that's maybe the the uh, move that kind of breaks the dam with the trades? Um. A lot of damning going on from AL East, but a different different spelling. AL East fans, I should say. Yeah, we'll see. I think this was inevitable, and I think as some people pointed out, Tampa is very smart. They did it just before series with Boston and the Yankees, and they did it just after an interleague set. I haven't checked to see how many more interleague series they have, if any. But uh, you know, Tampa not waiting, getting out there and getting their guy now, and based on, I mean. James is James Anderson. Obviously, he's better to talk about the prospects, but it seems the the general consensus is it's not a bad haul, considering it's a rental, whatever two month rental, two two month and a couple week rental. So yeah, that was the sense I got too. Yeah, so you know, did no one else offer anything better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? So um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, and the other big question related to it is. Will Minnesota continue to deal, or do they feel as though, you know, we're still going to be – it's just an off year. We have a chance next year. Uh, Nelson Cruz wasn't signed for next year. There's no – what is certain he's coming back, and he can always re-sign with Minnesota if he so desires. So, sure. you know, is it just a one-off, you know, a one -off or are they going to look to deal Berrios or Berrios and, and some of their other parts, Donaldson potentially? Yeah, that's a good question. I saw somebody, maybe it was John Heyman, suggests that Barrios was unlikely, but yeah, they could. Oh, yeah, it's unlikely. The, oh. you, they, Minnesota would have to be just blown away. Yeah. I, would, I think, anyway. That have to be, you know, a couple sense. young. It, it's kind of in a keeper league where you, you need a, a, you know, you need a, I don't know, a Tarek Skubal. You need a young pitcher who still can contribute at the major league level because I don't think their window is shut. Uh, you know, two, two, you know, Scooble and another pro. Doesn't have to be. I mean, Detroit's not trading Tarek Scooble. I'm thinking fantasy terms. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so a young, a young pitcher and uh, a prospect, something like that. I don't see. I don't see anybody doing that. 
We'll see. It's really not my forte, but, you know, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Joe Ryan was the name I was seeing bandied about in that return for Cruz. Looks like James has already updated his individual top 20 for Minnesota. Looks like he has Joe Ryan third in the organization now behind Royce Lewis and uh, Jose Miranda. So just wanted to mention that. I imagine, yeah, some of these other pieces from Minnesota will get dealt. But in the meantime, at DH, probably a mix of Donaldson, Sano, Kepler. They could all be on the move too, though. Yeah, so. yeah. Astadio gets a little bit more playing time. And Kirilov out for the year—that's a big bummer. That is a bummer. Uh, that stinks. He was starting—you know—he was going through the ups and downs. You'd have liked to have seen another couple months of adjustment, but um, very true. It is a bummer. Big news in the baseball world this morning as the Cleveland Guardians has been confirmed as the next name of the franchise. Uh, MLB official Twitter account even tweeting that out and then showing some logos, the, the, the normal like blue background and the C hasn't changed much. Uh, I was kind of hoping for the spiders myself. It was right there for them, but that's all right. Guardians is kind of bland, but it's fine. Well, I think I, I'm, I'm picturing like the major league movies. They're trying to save money. So the, the, the Ian's part at the end is the same. So they just take the piece oh. of tape. They take a piece of tape and they write guard on it and they put it on their uniform over so the end. So kind of like a joke how, how they're trying to save money by uh, using the same uniforms, but like a piece of masking tape, whatever. Anyway, I was hoping it was never going to happen. Okay, I was hoping for the buzzards. Uh, just be the the buzzards are kind of a, a pet bird of Cleveland. The buzzards return the same time every year. The <laughs> the radio station is the buzzer. It, it's kind. Of, I mean, it's it's a as I wrote I wrote on Twitter. It's a non majestic bird, and a follower wrote it's pretty much the polar opposite of a majestic bird. But uh, I was kind of <laughs> hoping for the buzzards, but um, did not come to fruition. I went to school in Cleveland. In the early '80s, so I'm a little, little tiny bit familiar with the uh, the lore of the buzzards. I like it. I, I'm a Ohio guy, born and raised, but from the opposite end of the state, I did have some uh, cousins that grew up in Cleveland and were from there. Mm, but nice. Um, never really was familiar with the buzzards up there. Uh, but I kind of like this logo. We'll see. I guess it goes into effect after twenty after this season. So I thought it was after next season. But uh, the Guardians are in play next season. So, yep, it's gonna have to. Uh, people have been avoiding writing Indians. I haven't. I mean, the name of the team is the Indians this year. Mm-hmm. So when I write about them, I'm still writing Indians. I don't think it's disrespectful. It's the name of the team. Um, so we'll see. You know, I'm not. People are literally writing the Cleveland baseball team after mm-hmm. Washington. You know, if that was, you know, but their name is still the Indians. So, um, yeah, we've been trying to move away from it just because they announced that they're changing the name. And yeah, I mean, to, yeah. it's more of when you're writing. You, I use Cleveland as much as I can, but it gets to be as you know. You need to mix it up once in a while. Mm-hmm. So when I need to mix it up a little bit, I will go with Indians. But no, Guardians is fine. I have to. I I, I remember a little bit about the history, and there's a bridge, I believe. Named after the guard, name guard or something. I have to re- refresh my memory. Or that's what the internet is for. I, I do remember a little bit of the history, as far as that goes. Having spent four or five years in Cleveland, if you, without the summers, of course, because um, came oh, home for the you? summers. I didn't well, know I that. went to school in Cleveland. Oh, that's. I think you've told me that before. That's cool. Yeah, I um, 
I think that name is decent. I'm going to have to get in the the groove of, like pretty soon because we start on the magazine like right after the regular season ends. So I'm going to have to get in the groove of writing Guardians uh, in the Outlooks this year. But, Todd, let's talk about some pickups. Zach Gallon was actually the most uh, highly priced player in free agency last night in the Stake League. Not really surprising given he was out there. Uh, he's been pitching pretty well. He just had a bunch of injuries this year. I think three separate trips to the IL. So uh, he's been kind of frustrating, but obviously if he's out there, I'd go pretty aggressively after him as well. Then Brandon Marsh kind of headlines the uh, players widely available. Hard to know, but I get it. Like offense is hard. I'm Kind of when it rains, it pours. And on a few of my teams, it's just been brutal with injuries lately. Guys like Brandon Crawford. Jazz Chisholm, who were great surprises early on, losing them has left me with some void. So I'll probably be in on Marsh. I did not have enough fab to acquire him. He was 16, which tells you how much fab I have <laughs> remaining. Um, I probably wouldn't go that hard after him, but I, I get it in this landscape. Well, where's he going to play? I mean, this week, uh, Justin Upton's back, and uh, Taylor Ward was sent back to the minors. Mike Trout's coming back soon. He's he's doing all sorts of things. Isn't Trout coming back soon? We have a note that he's ramping up his activity, Mike Trout. Ran the yeah. bases, participated in outfield drills, and took some batting swings Thursday. You have to imagine he requires a rehab assignment, though. Maybe not, actually, with Trout. Well, you never know, but it won't be very long. Yeah. And so now you've got Upton and Trout playing and went healthy every day. Uh, they just acquired the Angels' Adam Eaton, who – it's Adam Eaton, right? But he's still going to platoon. And will he platoon? Uh, I'm looking. I don't know Brandon Marsh's head in this off the top of my head. Sorry, folks. Uh, he is a lefty, so he will not be platooning with Eaton. So where is he going to play again? That's so that that's the big question. Is 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 where is he going to play? Because obviously uh, the DH spot is uh, is occupied by some by some guy named Otani. So. Mm-hmm. I do like Marsh as a short-term pickup, but I don't, you know, and this isn't to say, I mean, if all three outfielders were hurt or even can get hurt, it's not to say they can't get hurt again and Marsh gets some some run. But I think that's the danger. Nick Castellanos is another injury I'm dealing with in a lot of Ooh. spots. Could miss several weeks. Wrist, uh, microfracture in his wrist. Huge blow to the Reds, too, who were really looking up heading into the break, then they come out of the break just oh, so. They were the – there were some good. I mean, I know you're a fan, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. There was a pretty. There were that was a fun series with the Brewers. I know the Reds came out came up short, yeah, was but it was a fun series. Yeah. Um, as is right now, the Dodgers Giants. That's a that's oh, a yeah. blast to watch. The, you know, tight games the all Giants. the way. Yeah, the Giants are amazing. First team to sixty wins. Yeah, and the Giants are not, you know, I mean, I, I don't make a statement, let's be, let's be cliche, but, you know, the, they they did not back down this weekend or this week to the to the Dodgers. Come from behind victories, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Walker Buehler looked really good last night, but, you know, I think that's going down to the wire, and the Padres are, are still there too. That's going to be a fun race. Yeah, that absolutely will be. The Reds had that series with the Brewers going into the break where they got the better of the Brewers, but then yeah. the Brewers got the best, better of them coming out, and it's just been a rough slide. So I'm doing that. Even, like, Josh Rojas is hurt. I just have so many injuries. Like, everybody does, but it's 
certain teams, it's just like all of a sudden half my starting offense is hurt. Yeah, what about what about the news that Nick Senzel is going to be uh, getting reps at shortstop? So that's so annoying. Can't they just – I mean, imagine if you're that kid just getting jerked around all over the field. I mean, how can you concentrate on doing anything? Plus, he's had these health issues. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, feel for him. I guess the the first thought was if a, if a guy can't stay healthy, you want you want to put him at shortstop. But if it if it, if it clears up the playing time, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I, I just that's a little interesting. Tucker Barnhart was added. John Nagowski, who we talked about a little bit on our MLB show a few weeks ago. Willie Peralta, Mike Moustakis picked up then for a buck. I didn't expect to get him for a buck. Paul Sewald. Now, I was calling him Paul Sewald last week, but I went in search of some highlights to see how it was said. It is Sewald. Um, so I was pretty happy to get him for a buck, dropping Brady Singer. Ugh, that was that Singer pick was uh, brutal all year long. Uh, but I, I like Sewald and what he's doing out in Seattle. I don't know if he's got the full share of the closer job, but looks I, like he's got a, a partial share. I, I am not so sure. He's been he's been lit up the last two times out, oh, um, which may be why you got him for. I mean, yeah. one of them, it was Colorado and uh, at the Angels, a couple of decent offenses. No, I, I didn't, and I thought. Uh, I mean, Graveman. I believe someone else going to say, but Seattle's a team that could move uh, move move some relievers as well. So I think he will get a save here and there. But I think that the, the the ones that he got consecutively a week ago were more out of uh, just timing. Uh, Graveman, Graveman got unveiled. got one in, in Colorado, so uh, we'll see. I think I wrote about him too. I agree, he's a good pitcher. And I'm not going to let two outings, especially one of them in Colorado, uh, deter my thought. And I know people. You know, I'm dealing. I, de- I don't say I'm dealing with this. It's nearly not what kind of strong terms. Uh, People are writing and talking about, well, I'm not afraid of the Rockies' offense this year. They still scored the third most runs in home games. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not, it's not just they usually score the most games, most runs at home games. They're still dangerous at home just because of their home field. Those two home runs Seawald has allowed, his last two outings, the only two he's given up all year. So he right. went, wow, that's – I knew I knew about the uh, L.A. outing, and I guess – I just kind of seen his overall numbers still looking great, and I didn't realize oh, he's sure. giving up homers and. Back well, I think it's back. still a good pickup. Oh yeah, it's a fine pickup. I'm yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it's just um, twenty-seven it's appearances without one, and then back to back with a yeah. homer alone. Yeah, and he still struck out four guys in those two in those two innings. So twenty-six straight appearances without one, not twenty-seven. Just wanted to correct myself. Uh, behind him, though, Trevor May was a buck, and then into the zero-dollar bin, Glass now was added. I wonder if is he making pretty good progress. I guess he's feeling pretty good playing some light catch. So that's a maybe September stash there. Uh, Bradley Zimmer, Travis Jankowski, Daniel Hudson, Miguel Andujar, Reed Detmers. That's where we're getting down here. Uh, Michael Franco. And then I picked up Jake Berger, who James was talking about on Wednesday. And a you know, really small sample, but uh, it's impressive to see this guy come back from not playing at all the prior three years in pro ball, 2018, 2019, and 2020, he missed. Tore his Achilles, then retore it. Now he's coming back, playing at the highest level, and playing pretty well so far. Yeah, at bats will be somewhat of an issue. You kind of gloss, I don't say glossed over, but Trevor May is interesting. Um, 
it's 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 you know it's Edwin Diaz doing Edwin Diaz things. That is looking unhittable except for like a two or three game stretch where it looks like he's throwing underhanded, and it's just a matter of will this Mets regime uh, give him a long enough leash to where he gets the stuff back. Obviously, May picked up a couple of saves, which is why he's picked up. But same with with the Yankees and Chapman. I can't imagine either New York teams not using their guy. I think it's just a, it's just a blip, but it's magnified under the two different under the two different New York spotlights. But uh, May's just a good pitcher in general. Yeah, but Berger, uh, it's 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 at bats, right? He's, he's he was full time, then some injuries. Uh, pl- players have come back from injury. And once Eloy Jimenez comes back and uh, Louis Robert, Luis Robert, he could get squeezed a bit. Yeah. So the K's have started to tick up in recent games. Yeah. So, So, but again, it's a short term. I mean, you you picked him up short term because you need help. Right. Yeah. So you didn't invest as if he's going to play the rest of the year. Jake Lamb's coming back too. So the White Sox will have an interesting log jam coming up. it's going to be nice because they've been using Adam Engel and well, Brian Goodwin's performed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Grandal still out. Zach Collins has been playing a lot of catcher there. Um, it's in, you know they we talk about the Yankees and their injuries. White Sox have their share. I'm, I'm not going to compare the two teams, but they they have their share and they also have the biggest division lead right now, don't they? Is that the case? I think. Yeah, I think they have the biggest – well, part of it has to do with the division, right? Yeah. But same. even so, right? I mean, they, they, they've lost Madrigal, and we mentioned Jimenez and Robert for, for a while. I mean, without – and, they, you know, they let go of Adam Eaton. So they, they were, they've been playing without any of their starting outfield. Um, so uh, – and, yeah, and, and their catcher, who, who was supposed to be one of the best fantasy catchers. So, you know, kudos to what they're doing. Yeah, I'm not going to compare it to the Yankees, but um, – it's 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 been interesting to see what the White Sox will be able to do, and they could be dangerous once they get everybody back. That's very true. I was glad to see your mean Mercedes back playing yesterday. I just hope he's all right. I know he took a little. He was thinking about maybe stepping away from the game for a little bit, but then he was back in action. I wonder if we see him again pretty soon. I think it was. I don't know. I, that to me, it was just a kid. You know, just I don't want to say knee jerk, but. Social media. I mean, how many? You know, I I've quit my job a lot of times. I just didn't tell anybody, and I was back the next day. You know, I just (laughs) I I didn't. I I think it was one of the games I was watching. You know, all you know, Larusa was getting all the blame for calling him out for three and zero and everything else. But I heard one report, and I did not follow it up because I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere about how Tony Larusa reached out to Yuri Mercedes last night or yesterday, whatever it was, and is one of the reasons why he came back. So, of course, that doesn't get as much play as bad boy LaRusa does, right? I do love hating on LaRusa myself <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> but no, I, I'm glad that all worked out because I was worried about, you know, just mental health and whatnot. I was wondering sure. if be all right. And he's been hitting, hitting a AAA yeah. level. So That's great. One other thing that caught my eye yesterday was Sean Manaya 13K game. That's pretty impressive for him. Um, well, you got a thoughts on Manaya? Well, I mean, I you know I'm gonna pat myself on the back if I can only reach. Um, when I did some tiers uh, beginning of the year, I put Sean Manaya in the ace tier, and it wasn't because he's an ace; it's because he had the potential to be an ace if he improved his strikeouts. They're still not at ace level, 
elite level, but they're certainly higher than they've been. And I think Manaya is going to be one of those pitchers that is pushed up next year, especially if he continues on this on this track and uh, finishes the season strong. I think this you know this this past year was the year to get in keeper leagues, et cetera. It was the year to get him cheap because I think the price is going to go real high. Yeah, that was – I mean, it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere, but I guess Manaya has had a couple double-digit K games, and you know, he's been pretty good and just kind of quietly putting together a real nice year. He did have a couple of really bad outings kind of early-ish. Yeah. Um, 100, 128 Ks in 116 innings. I mean, he had in his last full season, eight, 2018, he had 108 Ks in 160 innings. So mm-hmm. he's well over a cane inning. And part of it, I mean, strikeouts, are, you have to compare it to the norm, and strikeouts are going up. But I, he was one of those guys that, you know, everybody, everybody that's in this industry has a guy that I have with Manaya. And we have, you know, we don't talk about the nine guys we get wrong. So, you know, it just happens to be one that um, I, I, I remember. And, I have them in Strat. I have to remember where else I have them, but uh, I'm not too surprised. 29 years old, so he's not a kid, and you know had some injuries. Was a kid to me, but um, in, in pitching terms, he's he's not he's not a young whippersnapper. I caught most of that, but internet crapped out again. So sorry if you listeners are catching any of that. Not a guy picked up in the stake league, but either of these guys. But would you consider at all Shogo? Or the Punisher, um, Aristides Aquino. <laughs> I feel like I should not be called that anymore. But either of those guys in the wake of uh, Castellanos' absence? It's a platoon. And I like Aquino on a, in a you know, I'm writing the ESPN notes, and we, 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 we talk about players to stream that day. And if the Reds are facing a lefty, I usually have Aquino in there. Because I want Aquino versus a lefty. Mm-hmm. I don't know about a mixed league, you know, NL only, sure, because even if you're platooning, you're getting 30% of the playing time, which is, you know, it's enough for an NL only league. Um, Shogo, I don't know. I, I just, uh, even in a mixed league, I'm not interested, not just yet. Yeah, hard to pick up a guy who. And the major league level is slugged 274. I mean, that's yeah. almost hard to do. I mean, well, it is hard to do. Yeah. I mean, it'd be hard for me to slug 274. But, I mean, for a major leaguer to slug 274 across 106 games is pretty incredibly bad. And I was actually thinking he might be on the outs. Like, he might be DFA'd pretty soon. But And if that were to happen in regular bats would open up for Shogo or for uh, Aquino, maybe I'd give him – Another look in a mixed league, but yeah, I'm with you that in a platoon, neither are really. Accepted. And he's he's not getting on base at the rate that you could use him in an OBP or in a points league, and that was supposed to be the the the, the calling card, right? Was the walks and with the with the power, and it's not neither is happening. Sometimes it takes longer to to for this stuff to translate, and he's a little bit older, and it just hasn't happened for him. Nice. Well, shall we get into the two start starters for next week? Uh, I cannot uh, think of any other reason to waste time, so we might as well get into it. Might as well. You you told me before the show that it's a pretty bleak week for two start starters, but we will get into those momentarily. Let's first, yeah. though, throw to a word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. You're going to be grading next week's two start options on a zero to five scale. Let's just get right into it. Nobody for Arizona since they only have five games. Then Kyle Muller, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it feels like he's been on our list here like four times <laughs> over the past five weeks. So maybe they've shuffled things around. Oh, rain. Oh, yeah. Rain, rain and else. everything else. Yeah. It's just been crazy. This was. Actually, today, being Friday, was the first day that there were no changes to the schedule, you know, based on, on an overnight right. or whatever in, in, in a long time. It's just been – it's the guys doing and the gals doing the uh, the pitching grid, they must be pulling their, their hair out because it's been – since the All-Star break, I think it's been easier to get the launch codes than to get the starting pitchers. It's been – yeah, it's just the way it's it is. Brutal. But Kyle Muller looks like at the Mets and versus Milwaukee, he's been pretty good. But and that the first one's in a pretty nice uh, pitcher's park. But I'll probably give him like a two. Actually, maybe I'll give him a three. I'm going to go two. He's not striking anybody out, and that you know it, it, that that is a uh, that could be an issue. Well, he's it, lately the last game he didn't strike uh, a lot of guys out. I guess for the for the season, twenty three and nineteen and two thirds, but. I'm still going to go with a two. And what about Charlie Morton? He's been kind of quietly awesome lately. At the Mets, like uh, Muller, and then versus Milwaukee. I'll probably give him a four. Give him a five. I think he deserves a five. Nice. Okay. Yeah, he's been great. I I imagine he could get moved, don't you think? Uh, It's so interesting with the the Braves because I – I don't know. I think the the Mets have made up a lot of the games in hand that they that they were behind as far as scheduling goes. Yeah. That whole division has played fewer games, so I mean, there's going to be a lot of doubleheaders within that division, probably against each other. Uh, but yeah, Morton, 23 strikeouts in the last 19 innings. He's just getting stronger. Um, that would be an. I mean, that would be a. That could be a difference making. Yeah. Uh, 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 acquisition for somebody, but um, yeah, I don't, not exactly sure where Atlanta's going. Now, was it a one year contract or so? Is, is he done? I believe it was one year 15, and I was okay, a little surprised so the Rays didn't offer him that, but um, yeah. that's the Rays, they're cheap, so but um, they're yeah, efficient, more, they're efficient yeah. with their money, they're not cheap, they're efficient, right? Well, they could spend a little more, but yeah, no, I <laughs> They are damn good with what money they do spend. Um, but, yeah, Morton, 
More than I imagine the Braves will be sellers, but you're right that maybe not. Actually, they said that they're not trading Freeman, so um, maybe the Braves think they can claw back in it. It's possible. We'll see. Uh, John Means versus Miami at Detroit. Uh, you know, he's been – he was like the story early on, then he hit the IL, roughed up in his return. Looks like he gave up five earned runs. So that was his first start since June 5th. Uh, he's given up multiple homers dating back to before the IL stint. Multiple homers in each of his last five outings. That's kind of crazy. But I still think John Means is pretty darn good, so I'll give him a four, like Charlie Morton. Yeah, I'm going four as well. And the key, I mean, you mentioned at well, home against Miami and at Detroit. I know Detroit's playing well since the break, but it's still Detroit. So I these matchups are pretty – it's a good pair of matchups for Means to get back on track. You know, Nick Pavetta's been hilarious. I I keep doubting him, but then we uh, James and I inevitably have to start him for some reason, and he just keeps picking up wins. He did give up 11 hits his last time out, but got the win regardless. And so, you know, 8-4, and four, I do worry about the whip coming back around to bite him. Seems like the regression monster is, is on his heels, but he's been able to fend him off for the most part. Uh, yep. I'll go. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> I didn't give a grade. But, well, it's all right. I, I can. Um, uh, um, I'll give I'm him going a, to. I'm going to give him a three, but those yeah. are pretty tough matchups. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's one of those watching him and Garrett Richards. It's like to me, it's like watching a knuckleballer. It's like you kind of squint because you're not sure you want to see it. Any any pitch could leave the park, and any pitch could make the batter look silly. Now for Chicago, the Cubs, Kyle Hendricks and Albert Alzale. For Hendricks, I'll probably give him – man, he's got 12 wins. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I wonder if he'll be around with them. I, I think he's under contract beyond this year, Kyle Hendricks, but I wonder if he could be moved. I'm going to give Hendricks a four, although versus Cincinnati at Washington. Then I'll give Alzale a – I think I'm going to give him a two. Yeah, all right. I'm going Hendricks with a three. Oh, I know I'm going with a four. He's not. He hasn't fanned guys lately, but it's just matchups, etc. Um, Alzale, you said two. I think I'm going to be with you on that one. Um, I think I'm probably going to be. Uh, he's he. You know, he does strike batters out. I actually have him in the four range. Um, that seems a little high. I'm going to go three with Alzale. Okay, I got two, but I'll get you down for three. Yeah, he's striking batters out, and that counts. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, now, Wade Miley, I mean, he's helped keep the Reds oh. afloat. Jeff Hoffman, however, I wonder if they're going to bounce him pretty soon from the rotation, go back to a five-man. Um, so, Hoffman, I'm going to actually give him a zero, but Miley, I think, is a four, rock-solid four. I mean, I – I, I mean, to me, he should be a five. He deserves a five. Hmm. But, you know, you say Wade Miley five, and you, 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 my computer laughs at me. But yeah, hard I'll to go, get over that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go four. They're, the road matchups, which, I don't know, if you play in Cincinnati, pitching on the road is probably not so bad, especially when one of them is in Shea, and I was going to say Shea, and in City Field. Well, I did say Shea, but then I stopped myself. Um, so I'm going to go four just because it is Wade Miley. No two-star starters for Cleveland. They only have five games next week. Hard to believe. Yeah, hard to believe their 
team, their rotation at this point. Hedges, Quantrill, Plesak, J.C. Mejias, who's been brutal. McKinsey, I'm kind of wondering if Shane Bieber, if they maybe just shut him down or something. Uh, I've been stashing him in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, don't you think you still need to get some kind of an inning space? Yeah, that's probably true. Just built up for next year, heading right. into off season. Right, know. right, right. Kind of wanted to check up on his progress. He's been playing catch. He resumed playing catch earlier this week. So still a ways off. So we'll see on Beaver. Uh, Herman Marquez and Austin Gomber for Colorado. Those are both road outings. So at the Angels, at San Diego, not really tough off or not really easy offenses, but you love when these guys are on the road. Marquez has been pretty darn good at home even too. Uh, Gomber got Gombered at home, but he's otherwise been pretty great. So I think I'm going to give both of these guys fours. Actually, um, I'm I'm giving them a giving them fours. I can see the argument for Marquez getting a five, based upon it's a weak week for it's a poor week for two start pitching. So those with two starts get pushed up a bit. So in another week, he would probably be a four. But relative to the field, I think Marquez could be given a five. I'm going to give him a five this week because I think relative to the field, he uh, he deserves a, a low-end five. Now, we say this every week, but these are very tentative. And I do wonder <laughs> at the end of next week after the deadline how much these will be reshuffled. Well, there's that. Yeah. Well, what, so the deadline's Friday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could be – we could be, you know, trades going down Wednesday, Thursday, or, uh, you know, we're, we're on hug watch right now, right? This is, yeah, this is hug watch season. And it's also make sure you're not getting fooled by a burner account. Uh, yeah. Always season. click through, always <laughs> click through to see check, check, check to see if it's Ken Rosenthal, uh, or Ken underslash Rosenthal, right? Yeah. Make sure it's the right one there. Yeah. I, uh, you have to be really 100% sure before you hit that retweet button. <laughs> uh, now, Dallas Keuchel, Dylan Cease at Kansas City versus Cleveland. Cease, I'm, I'm not going to give a five. And I think I don't think I could do that with Keuchel either. But I'm going to give Keuchel a four, and I'll give uh, Cease a three. Man, um, I'd like to give Cease a four. But uh, is he consistent enough for a four? Those matchups are so good, though. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go three and three, and with the caveat, Cease could easily have a a week why we want to remember that he's going to be a frontline starter in a couple. Did I just turn him a Boston accent starter, a uh, frontline starter in a in a couple weeks within a couple years? Yeah, I could totally see after the next week people. Really high on Cease after a couple great starts. We'll see. I, uh, you said the three on Cease, right? That's what I had. I, I said a three, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if he has a four or five level week. Yeah, totally. Now, I dropped Matt Manning in the uh, Top Wars head to head league. Could be a mistake. He's got Minnesota on the road, then at home against Baltimore next week. I imagine. You know, Manning probably will be picked up if he's still out there because he's got that prospect pedigree. Hasn't really been great so far, though, and really wasn't good at AAA this year either. So it's been a couple years since he was actually thriving in Pro Bowl. 
Yeah, I mean, dropping him in a redraft league's fine, and again, yeah. he may get picked up this week. I still believe in him long term. Uh, not so much, you know, just reading what other people are saying is why I believe in him. I have him as a three this week. It may be a maybe a really a two, but uh, Minnesota losing Cruz and who knows what else is going to go on this week. Um, the matchups are nice. What about Tyler Alexander? Any reason to think about picking him up? I, I'm going to give Matt Manning, by the way, uh, a two, but you said three. I'm going to uh, go down to a two. I think I, okay. I don't think you can count on him for five innings. I don't care who the competition is. So what I'm about going to go, uh, go down to two? You going two on Tyler Anderson or Manning? Uh, two on Manning. Oh, Alexander okay. gets a zero for me. Oh uh, yeah, Alexander. I said scroll him Tyler Anderson. I remember he had that crazy game against the Reds where he struck out like nine in a row and set a relief record. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I haven't really heard anything from him since. Uh, Luis Garcia, I mean, he's got to go face those slugging giants in the second one. But I think he's – I'm going to give Luis Garcia five at this point. I am too. Top ten for me this week. Oh, yeah? Nice. But, again, sure again yeah. there's not a whole lot in there, right? Right? I mean – you know, for well, I won't spoil who I have number one, but I mean that that that's just the kind of week it is. So, yeah, be sure to check Todd's two start, well, not two start, but a weekly pitcher rankings for uh, see where these two start guys slot in with the one start options, and those will be updated closer to first pitch Monday. So check those out if you want a more updated look after this pod. Um, Brad Keller versus the White Sox. At Toronto, then Daniel Lynch as well. Daniel Lynch, I think you got to put him as a zero, even though he's um, you know, has some pedigree himself, but he really struggled his first time up. So we'll go Keller. I think Keller's probably like a two, but ugh, those are pretty tough offenses. Maybe a one. Is he good? Is he? he Keller's doing the Keller's doing. I think I talked about this in a preview, one of the more recent podcasts as well. He's not pitching the way I thought he pitched. But in order to get, you know, not not great, but not good, but you know, back end Mac back end streaming in a mixed league. But in order to get these stats, I had to absorb some real junk the first month of the season. Yeah. Uh, so you know, now I'm you know thinking what I did right, what I did wrong. Okay, so what's right in that I saw some stuff in Keller, but is he the type of guy that you want to have in your lineup from day one, or did, did was it better? Should I have it? Prove it to me. But if he had proved it to me, I would have lost those good stats. You know, so it's just one of those conundrums where, excuse me, and he was such a big hole. I don't think he can dig out, you know, make the numbers even out. Uh, 251 ERA, 1-1-2 whip, uh, last couple of games, 14 innings, 15 strikeouts. So he's now pitching well. But as you mentioned, these are a couple of tough tough offenses. I'm going to go with the same two as you are, but um, some of it might be confirmation bias. As far as you know, I was on this guy, and then I don't know, dropped him a few places because I had to. Yeah, I actually bumped him down to a one when I typed it in, but I got you down for a two. Tough though, but yeah, I, I just have that that early season slide for him. Well, absolutely, yeah, but there is research that shows pitchers that are pitching well can tend, can tend to stay in the role. Um, so you know, based on that, you know, and that gets factored in. Um, you know, I think you're probably closer to being right than I am, but um, I'll 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 go I'll use I'll go with the two to stay on brand, if you will. 
By the way, those that second one for Keller's at Toronto. That's not going to be actually in Toronto, right? But they're moving there pretty soon. No, no, it's in Toronto. No, they're done. It? They are, oh, yeah, they are they done are with the uh, Buffalo. They are done with Salem Field. Um, oh wow! Bizarre happens. Yeah, the end. The, the last series of the month is in Toronto. Um, now the Red Sox had a rainout against Toronto this past week. Yeah, uh, you know, we we're joking. Do they have to play the first game in Salem Field and then go to Toronto for the doubleheader? <laughs> but um, no, it, it's um, and I, I think the Red Sox should use Salem Field as their home field. They had like eighteen homers in two games there. Yeah, I'd like that. I got a lot of <laughs> Bogarts and JD. Uh, now, Otani, I'm reluctant to list here because we had him on the list a few weeks ago, and you know things get shuffled around. He's only making one. So I'm going to give him a four only to reflect that he's not a must-start on the pitching side, and I think really he's an every-week offensive starter in weekly leagues at this point. I think you're I, – I, you know, strategically, I think you're right, but there's, to me there's enough leagues that they're separate or whatever. Sure. If, he's, if he has two starts, he's a five. So I'm going to yeah. give him the five, but you're right. It comes down to your league rules, your format, and what you need. Very true. Now, Luis Urias at San Francisco at Arizona. You love getting Arizona at any point. And who can imagine what that 8-1 lineup after the trade deadline <laughs> could look like for Arizona? Um, so I'm going to give Urias a 5. Julio yeah, Urias. he's a 5, and I've got three guys. And he's in my top three, and I just I haven't really finalized the rankings yet. So he's one of the three guys that compete for the top overall spot. And that kind of, you know, he's he's good. But is he that you know he's not a the top overall pitcher, et cetera, et cetera. That's that's just a, uh, an example of what we're looking at for two star pitchers. Is that Urias could be the top one this week? Now Jordan Holloway has been working behind. His he's open. not. Yeah, he's not one of the three. <laughs> he's been pitching okay lately. His last three outings, he has a one three eight ERA, thirteen to seven K to walk. So the walks have still been there, and yeah, it, this feels like a trap. This recent three game run. So I'm going to give Jordan Holloway a one. Yeah, is he pitching? Is he pitching the innings though? I mean, behind an opener, it's not as big of a deal. Yeah, that, I guess that's going to be the key. If he <laughs> is still, and we're not finding, I think the last couple times holidays Holloway's pitched, pitched, it's been kind of unannounced until the day that he pitches. Yeah, and, and a lot Bender, of that. Yeah, Anthony Bender I, was given the, the right. opening nod. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with whether they needed Holloway, the Miami Marlins, in the game or two before. Because I think he's still in play as a reliever if necessary. So it's kind of waiting to make sure that he hasn't pitched before using him again. Um, I'm going to go uh, – I, I'm going to – I guess I'll go one. But it's it's one of those things where I – You have to be it, pretty desperate. Yeah, right, and it, 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 it's it's only because on the off chance, not off chance, but on the possibility that he's used as an opener. I'm sorry, as the uh, primary bulk guy. The Milwaukee Brewers, I have to say, they have a chance to bring a second title to Milwaukee this year. I mean, I have to respect that team, and really, Craig Council may be the best manager in baseball. Uh, it's just it's pretty amazing what they do. It looks like they do not have any two-star starters next week. Are they getting – are they going six man right now? I guess. Yeah. Looks like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I updated my playing time with them last Fred night. Anderson. Yeah. I'm trying to right. figure out, you know, who's going to get what. If they stay in a six man, do I have to take a start away from Burns and Woodruff? And 
you know, that's a little bit granular at this point. But yeah, they're in a six man now, and I think they'll you gotta stay. get Fred Anderson starts. You just have to. yeah, yeah, right, right, no, no doubt. And I mean, I've got to talk, you know, to show you as far again as an example of how the pitching is this week. Uh, Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta all in the top ten, and they only have one start. Yeah. So that's just how weak the two-start pitching is this week. Yeah, again, no two-start started from Milwaukee, but I would maybe give some consideration to Adrian Hauser or Eric Lauer at Pitt to start the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely think about adding them. Now, Michael Pineda, who knows? I think he may very well not make that second start. Maybe he does for a different team. Um, or maybe he gets acquired and pushed back. Who knows? But it was tentatively versus Detroit at St. Louis. Was pitching well early on, and since he came back, he's been pretty rocky. So I'm going to give Pineda two, I think. I'm going to go with three, but it's a very good warning that second start against St. Louis is in jeopardy. Yeah, very much so. Now, is it Anthony Banda starting early next week? I guess so for the Mets with DeGrom still out. Yeah, he's got Uh, some run this past week, so yeah. Yeah, gosh, Anthony Banda. Um, he had some he, he, had some, only, he had some pedigree with the Rays yeah, yeah. for a while, but he, he only threw one in a third inning. So any yeah. start would be as basically an opener, a glorified opener. Yeah, was he? Wasn't there a string of TGSs with my, with with with? Did he get hurt? I mean, there was a time where yeah, Tampa had well. you know, Honeywell and Banda. And they had several uh, De Leon, I believe. Several guys got hurt at the same time. Yeah, I'm going to give Banda a zero, but um. <laughs> We'll see what we'll see what happens there. Stroman has he reached five territory? I, I think I'm going to give him a five because both are he, at home. He's he's one of the three, and that tells again tells you where we are this week. He's one of the three guys that are competing for the top overall spot, which is important because that means he gets the image for the article. Very nice. Now <laughs> Nestor Cortez maybe for the Yankees, but good grief, this team. Now, Nestor Cortez is on the COVID IL, but it sounds like he could be activated as soon as this weekend. If he's not needed, maybe he opens. But this is one where it's zero because it's so up in the air, and I wouldn't really yeah. give him much thought anyway. But um, Right. He's actually not pitching poorly, but um, it just – is he going to go five, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, in terms of run prevention, he's been great. But he's a lefty relief guy who I just – yeah. In search of wins and innings and Ks, I would not consider him. Uh, James Caprillion really probably deserves some Rookie of the Year consideration, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, it's pretty uh, amazing what he's done. Right. Uh, uh, so I think I'm going to give him a five, actually. Uh, he's yeah. in four range for me. I mean, he's, I mean, I, he, but he may he may be lifted to a five once I fine tune the innings. But yeah, I mean, he uh, is he, he going to eventually get capped? Hard to say. They're not the greatest of matchups, San Diego and LA, especially because Trout may be back by the weekend. Uh, but those are still, you know, those are uh, decent parks, and he comes from a decent park. But yeah, I can see the five, but I'll go four. Yeah, he's uh, I just didn't really have him on my redraft radar, but he's just come in and been fantastic, brilliant. Yeah, did, uh, yeah. I, I there was a that was the year before. DVR and I, in the league we do together, we picked him up in the reserve round. Um, we didn't use him that year, but which all, all it means is he had some pedigree because we thought, you know, we, you throw a you throw a dart at somebody. I don't remember if it was – I think it was probably the 2019 season. 
Nice. Okay, so we're getting near the end of the list here. Matt and Moore, I can't see any reason to start Matt Moore. That's a zero for me. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that one. Remember, some people, well, you know, that's what you do in those draft and holds. You speculate on late round guys, but never Matt Moore is never really a guy who had any appeal to me this year. Uh, Tyler Anderson of Pittsburgh. I've been down this path before this year versus Milwaukee versus Philadelphia. I guess I'll give him a, a two to be nice. Um, I'm going to give him a three. He hasn't pitched terribly. He hasn't done as well coming out of the break, but it's uh, I have he to fight that personal bias because I have been yeah burned. yeah. A lot of the burning came in Colorado though, so I don't want to say it's forgivable, but um, I'm going to go three, and it's probably aggressive, but I'll go three. Now, Chris Paddock, he had that one really good outing, but you look at the K numbers, one, two, four, two, five, two. I guess the one I'm thinking about was against the Reds, of course. <laughs> he carved them up for 11 Ks, and uh, seems like he's been hard-pressed to uh, match that number in six starts since. But, uh, you know, this has really been a pretty dramatic fall for him since he debuted, and versus Oakland, versus Colorado – Think Paddock's maybe. I guess he's a three. I think. Yeah, two. I'm going to go with the three as well. I um, I haven't ranked higher, but I, I think once I uh, factor in, he hasn't done well lately, and probably cut the innings back. I mean, he he has not pitched. He's two and one in his last three starts with an eight three six ERA. So he's gotten uh, nine strikeouts in fourteen innings. So got a little benefit run benefit there. Over the years, I think James and I have been doing the prospect pod for five or six years now. I don't think we've come across the name Darren McCoggin one time. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, M-C-C-A-U-G-H-A-N. McCoggin. He did not have a K in his debut, walked three, but didn't get a lot, allow even a hit. So he did have an unearned run. Or I guess, no, it was one earned run and then a separate uh, – or no, just one earned run. but. No hits, three Ks, no walk or three walks, no Ks. I'm easy for to say. Struggling on Darren McCoggin. I'm going to give him a zero. I am too. I actually had to. I had to make a projection for him um, to get him onto the chart. I, 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 unfortunately, he had some minor league numbers, so he was in my database. But I just had. I, I hadn't projected him. Um, so yeah. Um, Going to go zero, even though he didn't pitch poorly in his first start. Uh, but yeah, it's at at Houston or versus Houston stuff at Texas, you like maybe you know maybe that's a DFS start. I don't know, but no, he's a zero for starting. Now Logan Webb's doesn't get much tougher in terms of matchups, even though the Dodgers are a little thinned out. But uh, versus the Dodgers versus Houston for Logan Webb, I'm probably going to give him a three, put him on that Chris Paddock level, but uh, it's kind of it's kind of shaky. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's sort of a different topic and, you know, whatever, but what about Cody Bellinger? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's being talked about here, there, and everywhere, but good Lord, he's he's lost. It's 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 so amazing. I mean, uh, I just – I can't believe he forgot how to play baseball. Mm-hmm. But um, good Lord, he's just he's, – he looks lost. Uh, all right, Webb. I'm going to three as well. Like you said, these are not the good, not good matchups. 
but he's pitching pretty well. And they are at home, and it's you know destiny. Uh, San Francisco is just it's, there's they're they're being shined upon this year. Yeah, definitely. Now for St. Louis and Tampa Bay, new two start starters for either of those teams. So uh, we'll move on, and I guess at Texas, same deal. They only have five games, so down to our final two teams here. Alec Manoa on the IL, but he has been. Uh, I guess he's expected back on Monday. Yeah, targeting Monday return. You hate to see him coming back in Boston, but yeah. he gets versus. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, he's been great, and I, I think here you're starting him anyway. I, probably not a five, but Alec Manoa is a four. For me. Yeah, I'm going to go four now. Yeah, he, he's probably will go five innings, but maybe he doesn't ready to go five innings yet. But yeah, he, he's uh, he's certainly looking like the front end of the rotation guy that we expected. Robbie Ray is my biggest L of the year. I just did not see any reason to, to draft him. I guess spring training does matter in a sense. And if I get eyes on these guys and if they're filling up the zone, maybe there is something there, but I just didn't see anything bankable. And I do still think the regression is coming. I'm going to give him a four. Robbie Ray. Well, I've said all along that I've got three guys fighting for that top spot, and they've only talked about two of them. Robbie Ray. That's is where we are Ray. this week. Robbie Ray is currently my number one guy. Uh, a lot of that, again, part of the algorithm is how they pitch lately. And you, you say you keep waiting for the regression, but he's just like spitting regression in the face. He's still giving yeah. up home runs. But, he, you know, four walks, last 18 innings, 193 ERA, uh, you know, three homers, though. Um it's it's tough. I mean, Boston can get you know three. Boston can get four homers and give you can give up four runs and lose the game. You know, four to three. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm giving him a five. It's just a matter of 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 Ray Stroman and, and Urias who ends up as the number one. I'm gonna check to see how I mean how close they are as far as my my points. How close they rank. Usually, the number one guy is just far and ahead of the way. That's pretty close. So if I flip, a, if I give an extra guy a third of an inning, or I take away a third of an inning from somebody, uh, it's it's going to be really close. And actually, to be honest, it, all the way down to number five, Garrett Cole and Charlie Morton, Cole with four, Cole with with, with a one start, and Morton. It, when I adjust things, they all have a chance to be the top pitcher this week. I gotcha. Something's holding me back from giving them a five, but I guess I should bite the bullet and give them a five. But I'm a I'm no, stubborn. Go I'm with, stubborn. No, do, be, you be you, Clay. <laughs> you be you. See, that's the thing. When you do this and then you get one so wrong, like Ray, you just – you kind of like – I find myself almost rooting for him to not like get hurt, obviously, but just to struggle a little bit. Oh, I – Not be so good. Not make Yeah, I, it's so weird, especially – and I'm doing it a lot this year because my teams aren't very good. Um, I'm not rooting for my teams. I'm rooting for my ESPN Daily Picks. Right, or I'm rooting for my yeah. projections, or I'm rooting for what we talk about on the podcast. I just uh, don't want to look so wrong. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's the you know, as you know, it's process, and and you know, it's the way it is. And if I think you know, as frustrating as it is, I think stories like Robbie Ray are fun mm-hmm. because the next pitcher, and I'm sure there's someone out there now that we could use in his example that has a really really high walk rate, and we we think he's done. We can always say, hey, he always can pull a Robbie Ray. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Like Giolito a few years ago. He's the worst starter yeah. in baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of the best. 
Uh, now, Eric Fetty's been all over the map. Last time out, he had six innings of uh, four-hit ball, no earned runs. But then before that, one and a third inning, six earned runs. He's been up and down. He did have a seven-inning shutout against the Mets on June 18th. Um, hard to know, and it seems like you're playing with fire. But at Philly versus the Cubs, who will probably be stripped down by, by August 1st, I think you maybe consider Fetty and have him on a priority list at the end of your list, but uh, probably a two, Eric Fetty. Yeah, I have him on the zero range, but I think he's. I think I am going to elevate him. I'm trying to see his season-long strikeouts because I had him on the list early in the season of someone who could have an increase in strikeouts. I think it's over his career mark, but it's not to the one per inning. Uh, yeah, one per inning mark yet, and he has struggled lately. Um, I'm going to go with a one, but I can see where, relative to everybody else, why, if you really need two starts, why you may prioritize him. Nice. Well, we'll recap these grades here. Two start pitchers for the week of July 26th, 2021. Hope everybody has a good final week of July and enjoys the trade deadline. Todd, on this show next week, there'll probably be trades happening as we're talking. So that should be interesting. Uh, Kyle Muller, three. I say three, Todd two. Charlie Morton, I say four, Todd five. John Means, four. Nick Pavetta, I say three, Todd two. Kyle Hendricks, four. Adbert Alzali, I say two, Todd three. Wade Miley, four. Jeff Hoffman, zero. Herman Marquez, I say four, Todd five. Austin Gomber, four. Dallas Keuchel, I say four, Todd three. Dylan Cease, three. Matt Manning, two. Tyler Alexander, zero. Luis Garcia, five. Brad Keller, I say one. Todd, two. Daniel Lynch, zero. Shohei Otani, I say four. Todd, five. Julio Urias, five. Jordan Holloway, I didn't put a number, but I guess zero. Or maybe one. Uh, Maybe there's something there, but yeah, I I forgot to put down his grade. Anyway, Michael Pineda, I say two, Todd, three. Anthony Banda, zero. Marcus Stroman, five. Nestor Cortez, zero. James Caprillion, I say five, Todd, four. Matt Moore, zero. Tyler Anderson, I say two, Todd, three. Chris Paddock, three. Darren McCoggan, zero. Logan Webb, three. Alec Manoa, four. Robbie Ray, I say four, stubbornly, Todd, five. And then Eric (laughs) Fetty, I say two, Todd, one. Todd, anything else on your mind today? It is, uh, yeah, it's trade time, right? That's right. And it seems like we maybe have a hold up with the internet again. So I'll yeah, sign off. The table this week is is on uh, trading. So. Uh, All right. Sorry about that, Todd. It seemed like our internet ah. slowed down for a second. But I appreciate everything, man, and. Look forward to talking with you tomorrow on MLB Network Radio. Same with you. Have a good one. You too, guys. Thanks you, and we'll catch you next time on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.